Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. And there's an airplane taking off in the background. I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) But I did it. No stumbling. You did it. That's true. I did it straight through. Good for you, man. I am the man. You're getting better. You're doing good. My son called me the other day and he told me you told him that you were the man. (laughs) (laughs) Which son are you talking about? Adam. I told him that. Oh yeah, I did that. Well, I told him. Well, okay, because I told I told you. you Turn me down in the headphones just a little bit. Got you. Well, I told him about uh, because he called me and was like, he was asking if I was going. He said, "You want to go to Japan?" And I said, "Do I want to go to Japan?" I said, "Sure, I guess like theoretically, I'll go to Japan." Sure. Yeah. And he goes, uh, and then he tells me about like how he's wanting to plan this trip and da da da. And I said. I was telling him how, like, that's kind of, like, way down on my Are list. Are we on the freeway or something? Know. What is it? Is, what is Jimmy doing out there? Is that the AC? I think it's the AC picking up in one of these mics. Wow. I don't that's, know. Okay, anyways. Anyway. All right, we're going to be at the airport today. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I told him about how I'm going to Hawaii and all, and I told him about how I booked, I think I told you the story about how I booked the fancy schmancy hotel on Valentine's night on accident, because uh-huh. I had a free night credit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I told him, I, I called uh, my wife and was like, hey, did you know that you're married to the man? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, baby, what did you do? <laughs> She's always great. She just goes along. Yeah, with she's it. just like, whatever, James. What uh, you did this time? And I said, I just booked the nicest resort on Hawaii on Valentine's you Night. Know, the difference us. between you and me is What's Sandra it? would be like, what did you do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you no. do this time? Uh, yeah, but so I told him that story. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. You know. So how things going, man? Going amazing. Did you want to tell the people who we got here? With yeah, us? yeah, yeah. We got a special guest today. We got Brother Joseph Skinner. Ooh, where's my brother? Skinner? Yes. Skinner. All right. Yeah. One more one more round of applause yeah, well, for my brother Joseph Skinner. That was kind of fun, the little fader effect. We uh I, I uh, asked Brother Joseph to come in here because um, we're gonna talk be talking about a little bit what's going on in Israel. Yeah. Uh, and he's got some studies that he's done. He's been going through some of the stuff as he's teaching on uh, Sunday mornings in Sunday school. And then uh, a couple of weeks from now, he's going to be kind of talking about more or less what's going on right now, how that affects, you know, the end times. Um, so I was talking to Pastor Mark, not not knowing, not that you were my second pick, <laughs> but I asked Pastor Mark to, to, to do it. And uh, and he said, no, thanks. And he said, hey, why don't you, he said he was really busy and he was studying, doing some studying on it. He said he'd he said, rather do anything else. why don't you ask Brother else. Joseph because he's kind of already uh, in in the process of doing that. So I was like, man, sweet. Yeah, no, we haven't had uh, Joseph on. We already had you a couple times. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, you didn't uh, tell him we didn't want you anyway. Yeah, we actually this is really way, wanted. This is way too intelligent. Yeah, did you tell him that. <laughs> you no, know, I didn't. You, didn't you tell the whole church. You didn't tell him this is a little out of your league. Here. <laughs> I don't know if the church took that though, as a joke. It was an inside joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't think they got it. They uh, like, some of them Ooh. got it. The ones that got it was happy about it. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this is far from the most intelligent podcast out there. And that was the joke. Uh, anyways, or on my party. And that side of the table is a lot more intelligent. Well, maybe that corner over there. <laughs> uh, Brother Joseph, just introduce yourself a little bit and give us a little bit of background of who you are and where you came from. Hello, everybody. My name is Joseph Skinner. Um, I've lived in Texas for since 1993. Um, before that, I lived in the Bay Area of San Francisco, and I, I lived in an Arabic house. Uh, my stepdad's from Jordan. Um, whenever I was 17, I started serving the Lord and uh, never looked back. And uh, God's been good to me, and He's been. I've been fortunate enough to experience a lot of things and learn a lot of things, and it's all thanks to Him. That's awesome. And then you also speak, speak a little Hebrew, uh, enough to teach a class at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, sir. Uh, very beginner's class. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just got to put that in there. Uh, I'm not fluent by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I can read and write and speak a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I heard a lot of good things coming out of that class. A lot of people enjoyed it. So uh, whatever you did, you did enough uh, that made the class enjoyable. So very good. Very good. All right, so at any time in our silliness, did you want to jump in and be silly? You want to be silly? <laughs> jump right on in. I don't know if you're as silly as we are, but uh, that might be a different side that you can show the people. Amen? Well, I don't know if I can be silly, but I'm very good at being awkward. <laughs> yeah, you're talking. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're awkward as points, yeah. too. Yeah, so anyways. But yeah, I was telling you, I got, a new, I got my new setup. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to let you know right now. Okay, tell me. That I know what I did last weekend. <laughs> okay, what'd you do last weekend? That wasn't fun in all the things. <laughs> Let's see. What'd but you I do did last remember. Weekend? What'd you do? You weren't here Sunday, so what'd you do? Well, first of all, I thought Saturday, you gave up. On <laughs> just, 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 just gave up on done. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Saturday we had a leadership meeting here. Was uh-huh. you here at the leadership meeting? No. Okay, so we had a leadership meeting here, <clears throat> um, and that lasted at noon, and then our just. The whole weekend was just packed to the very craziness, um, messing with kids and band stuff. And mm. Bandtober, baby, in full yeah. effect right now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Luke. He made area. He's made um, whatever UIL yeah. stuff and... You know, all the things. What an interested parent. Yeah, don't yeah. even know what they're I mean, called. I, sh- I show up and yeah. they got ones, whatever uh-huh. that means. You know, That's one, good. One is the best. That's the best score, yeah. So, hey, I'm down like Char- James Brown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then now Jazz Band, I think he made, oh, that's what it is. He made Aria and Jazz Band uh-huh. and uh, for for the tenor sax. The big one? You don't even know what he plays. No, there, tenors are the small ones. Okay, what's the big one? Bass. Bass sax. Okay. He plays He plays the bass? He plays both. The bass sax. Yeah, he plays tenor and marching and then the big one in jazz. big fingers? I don't know. I think that's a thing. you got to have big fingers for the sax, if I'm not mistaken. You got... Oh, dude, I forgot that we looked at your fingers last week. And it blew my mind. The, that's right. Hey, where's your... You still got your ring on? He already tapped out of the ring. No more ring already? I've been real good until today. It went down the garbage disposal yesterday. You gave up on church. You gave up on <laughs> marriage. You gave up on church. Dude, you did have a big weekend. Oh, uh, so we had to decorate, like, go off lockers for the band thing. We uh-huh. had to, like, we, we live in a small community in, in Mount Bellevue. And when did you throw your ring So away? when they left, we everybody, like, lines the street and sends yeah. them off. So we had to do that. Then we had to go watch the performance. Then Noah had a birthday party he had to go to, and then 
I don't know. It's just the Astros came on. Like, so where did the ring go? You did. It went down the garbage disposal. How does how does that even happen? Don't know. But Luke said you got the ring down there, but not your finger. Luke said, <laughs> Luke said it's down there, and I'm like, put your hand down there and get you it. You got a ring, right? Yeah, you've got a nice, tasteful ring. I've got a nice, tasteful ring. Well, this is the problem. And David, I outgrew just... all of my expensive rings, so I'm not buying anymore. Yeah, because that means I'm just going to get fatter. Is it? Yeah, because every time I buy one, Dude, I get fatter. You've got some thick fingers. <laughs> you really mine's do. more expensive because it's got a gold ring. You need like five times the amount of gold. <laughs> Just because you're the circumference of your fingers. Dude, my rings look like one of those rappers' chains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I had to work Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to come. That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. We but, missed you. We were but guess missed you. I was able to like talk to one of my customers that I did the job at. And, man, I, really, I found another real Christian in the wild. Wow. Like, tithe-paying Christian. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a real one. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I got to talk to her, and she get, they, she told me her testimony and stuff. And then um, I listened to Pastor Howe on, on, online while I worked and those type of things. So, cool. Yeah, I didn't miss church. I just wasn't at church. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But well, that's good. I know where my car was parked. Yeah. You're, <laughs> it sounds like you had a good weekend. I did. It was, it was good. It was tiring. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready for the weekend. Today's okay. only Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, cool. Astros' bats went silent. Did they lose? Oh, I, I guess so. Heartbreaker. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. I, so I don't watch any of the sports stuff, you know? I'm yeah. not like anti it or like talking bad on people that like it it's just i don't i don't watch just let your deal uh but i was working the whatever the last game was that like brought them into the next series where they won but it was close you know in the ninth inning or whatever and so i kind of found myself rooting for what was it the twins they were playing with were they playing the twins what, what are you talking about? Yeah, bro? so I found myself rooting for them because everybody in the store was like, they were all, you know, on edge, like, oh, the Astros, oh, they got to make it. Da, da, da. Because we live in Houston. Yeah, yeah, but see, this is what I'm saying is. <laughs> I, what is wrong with you? I'm trying to explain it to you. I, since I don't care one way or the other, it makes no difference in my life if they win or lose. But you don't vote for the out-of-town team. But I'm telling you why I was for a second. Oh, my gosh. I was because I thought that would be more fun to watch. Everybody in the store go, ah, ah instead of watching them go, yeah, the Astros are amazing. So I was kind of hoping that the tw- – because if the Twins had won, they would have had to like hit a home run in the last inning or something. It would have been at the very end, you know. And that would have been pretty. Uh, that would have been fun to watch. That would have been heartbreaking. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would have been more interesting to watch. No, it would. Fifty people in the store go. Oh, that's you would have got no tips. No, it was already the end of the night. We were done, dude. I did. <laughs> we were done. You just had like the few tables sitting around still after close. You're tight. What can I say? <laughs> This is very Andy Kaufman of you, like I guess, entertaining yeah, yourself yeah. at the expense of others. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not That's like James. That is exactly James. <laughs> Here's the thing, dude. It's not like I made them losers. They won, and I didn't like throw a pity party. I was fine. I, that's what I'm. That's the point. Is it didn't matter to me at all. So uh, they won. Everybody cheered. I said, "Ah, okay. Congrats, guys." All right. This is what the people really want to know. Yeah. You know, they, they keep up with your life every week oh, when you come they? over and tell them do what they? you do. Yeah, let them know the news. 
about about your studio. Oh yeah, yeah. Got yeah. my new setup. Did you new setup. I finally got the new computer. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> claps. Um, that's about all we got there. I was, if you gave a third one, I was just like. <laughs> I was yeah, just well, like, the the next one is we have one of this guy. <laughs> I was like, we don't want I was about to give you one of those want want wants yeah. because you only gave my brother two, and then you put three buttons for yourself. <sighs> you got to keep stepping it up. You got to always. You got to get there. No, so I finally I pulled the trigger. I got the whole. I told you about the new credit card and all that stuff. That's yeah. my master plan. Yeah, you told us last week. I don't know if I said it on there. If I just told you, yeah, I don't know. You talked about it though. Yeah, but but you got me. A we biz- we as Elam Church uh-huh. and David Hatley <laughs> Incorporated. We we don't necessarily believe everything that James says. So if you are in debt. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You I don't have yet. any kind of self disciplines. <laughs> do not use credit cards. I'm a firm believer in Dave Ramsey, yeah. cash only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just had to put it. You're a there. hypocrite, is what you. Are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have very much of uh, yeah. self control. I bet Dave Ramsey does too. He I'm don't sure he does. Anyway, Anyways. yeah, I got a new card for the sign-up bonus, which should Stop take saying care. that a lot. Uh, you don't need to tell the people what happened. So I'm telling them. Uh, and anyway, for the sign-up bonus, which should pretty much pay for my new setup, which I ended up buying more things than I was originally going Ooh, to because that's credit. how it goes. If you would have been cash, you'd be like, nah. No, this was my thought process. Is I bought like So I bought the new computer, which was like 700 bucks. And then I bought um, I bought some studio monitors because I had just been using headphones for forever, and I was like, "Let's get the monitors." I already found a nice pair of used ones for like two hundred bucks that sound good. Um, What'd you get? Some JBL three hundred five Mark twos, okay. I think they're called. Yeah, yeah. They anyway, I found it. Yeah, they're cheap, but like they still sound good. Mm-hmm. I've used them for the last week, and I like it. Um, so there was a couple things that like I had to buy for the new setup that I bought, and then there was a few other things. Where it was like, well, if I'm already buying all this other stuff to like get a That's new setup, yeah, that was it. So the stuff I needed to buy was about a thousand dollars, but I've probably spent another 15. four or five hundred yeah. on the stuff that like I was going to buy one of these days. I think if I, I remember going back and I was going to tell you, I told you you're going to spend between fifteen and two thousand dollars. You probably did. I think yeah. I've spent fifteen. Yeah. So, but so either, how's the TV working out? The TV's working good. Is it the no, display? No lags or anything like that. No lags. The display was like slightly fuzzy, mm-hmm. but I changed some settings and it looks a lot better. Yep. Um, so it's going to be fine. It's you know it's like this big, so it, like fe- it feels inch. like I got a big fancy thing, but Blow it's just it. like some old. Blowing your retinas out. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so I got, I have two, two rooms that I use for stuff. One of them's the computer, like control room, you'd call it. Mm-hmm. It's got the laptop and it's got the speakers, and then I keep like sense and anything you plug in in there. And then the room right next door is like the live room. Which is uh, that's where I keep the drums. If we've got guitar amps or something, we throw them in there and all. So that so the one with the computer, I've got all set up. I totally rearranged everything. Got a new desk, all blah, 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 all this stuff, and it looks nice and it's working and it's cool. But the uh, the room right next door, I haven't finished setting that one up, so it's a wreck right now. It's just stuff all over the floor. And so, do you name your rooms? No, I just call it the studio. Like room sound, you know. You know <laughs> yeah, it. Studio A, yes, Studio B. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not quite that. Uh, yeah. 
they're not that legit. So if you know anybody that needs some uh, music recorded, holla at your boy. Well, it depends. Are they good or are they going to sh- <laughs> No, no trash. <laughs> no trash. Dude. No trash. There's always, dude, there's always like some local rappers like, yo, bro, you make beats? Put me, throw me on. Throw me on that track. No, 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 no. That's that. I'm, fi- I'm finna blow up, bro. That's that closet rapper stuff. Yeah. Stay in the closet. <laughs> they, they, come, they come in, dude. And they just. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Yeah. I'm Lil something. Um, yeah. Lil, Lil Doozy on the track about to blow it Turn up. Turn it up in the headphones. Um, up. Turn me up, go! The whole the whole rap is about how they're fitting the dudes. bars of turn me up, <laughs> yeah. About to blow up. Hey, that's my uh, people, man. That's cool. That's my people. Good people. Good yeah, people. They are good. People. I don't necessarily need them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting all my time though. That's not what I want to say. Send your James, send your demos to James. Yeah, I want to hear no trash dot com. Yeah. <laughs> James don't want to hear. No, I'm, I need to make that. I need to make a new email. <laughs> That's like specifically for bands I help yeah, out. It's yeah. called James Don't Want to Hear Your Trash at Gmail. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. Right now uh, I just use my eucalyptian email for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I need to make that. James Don't Want to Hear Your Trash. <laughs> I like that. That's a great idea. Oh, hey, I, you know, I just remembered something. And if you haven't checked this out, I haven't checked it out either. But um, I think we'll just play the uh, the trailer to it. Okay, it's it. called the blind. Anybody out there? Any um, Robinson family friends from Duck Dynasty? Mm. Remember the show Duck Dynasty? Oh, the I guy, remember the show. The guy with all the beards. Well, they just did a a movie about the dad, um, and it's called The Blind, and it's a his story of him being just a reckless drug and alcohol addicted man beating his wife and his kids. Uh, to getting saved and blowing up Duck Dynasty. When you say movie, you mean like in uh, theaters? In theaters right now. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> called, like called The Blind. Okay, so let's, let's listen to it. You hear these rare stories. Well, how the impossible happened. Miss Kay Carraway. I feel. Well. I promise to love. And be with you forever. This is one of those stories. Based on a true story of Phil Robertson. You can do just about anything you set your mind to, Phil Robertson. But it's the drink. He becomes the devil, side. You know that ain't your brother. I ain't bringing a preacher man around here. I heard you might be needing one. We're fine. I ain't the problem. You're the problem. Get out. It's full. At some point in our lives, we are all going to feel desperately alone. And we realize that we ain't never alone. Someday, you're gonna have a fight for your marriage. You must be one of Kay's friends. I know Phil ain't got no good-looking friends. It's my sister. <laughs> well, no, I was just being friendly. Mind you be friendly in that direction over there. Yeah, okay. 
cool. I'm ready to go see that after that right there. There's the, they're, they're doing a podcast <clears throat> alongside of it, and um, it's pretty cool how uh, they watch. The, they, they just got finished watching the movie, and now they're sitting down with the whole family talking about it. And Is it out already? Yeah, it's out already. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they were saying how a lot of those those scenes of them getting beat and the mom being beat or running to the car in the rain that the, the churches, mm-hmm. the local church found a place for them to stay, how they push those thoughts and emotions and stuff down and to never to really think about them again because it was such a, made a mark on their life and, and yeah. you know, just a really sad place in their life. And then for that, the movie to come out and to bring those emotions back up and it was just pretty cool to hear them talk about it and stuff. So if you, if you have a chance to get out and watch it, this is one of those films that we need to support. You know, they're they're a Christian family. They have their own church, and they're really. Uh, if you listen to Phil right now, you can't hear him say anything. If you ask him a question, he's going to show you a verse in the Bible hmm. about his whatever question you ask him. If you ask him something about duck hunting, he's going to go back to you know whatever about what God says about eating whatever you know. Uh, so he's sold out for the Lord, and so is the family. And I think it's going to be one. Did of the, they uh, did they produce this themselves? Is that what it said? The the I think uh, Jason was like the kind of the head like yes or no type deal like they like eighty percent of the movie was like true stories then of course they had to embellish some embellish some things and he was the one that was just like yeah too far you know we're not yeah. doing that type of stuff mm-hmm. but you know, well I, I meant like. Uh more of like paying for it and like oh I don't like know all that kind of stuff I'm not for sure about that because yeah. yeah. it said something production so I don't remember what it said but yeah I'm uh, not too for sure but like yeah. they didn't just go hire some like pitch it to some Hollywood something and have them do it or did they just kind of do because I mean they got you know they got money they could do it yeah they could do it mm-hmm. I'm not too for sure I looked good yeah it looked good it looked good um, I did so it looked like somebody had something they knew what they were doing they did it so yeah I'm not, I'm not too for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it started in th- uh, theaters. It says September twenty eighth. Yeah, so, that's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go watch it. Maybe, you know, you know me. What what was the only movie I go watch? <laughs> you gonna go watch the new Fast and the Furious? Fast you gonna watch <laughs> Fast fifteen or yeah. whatever? Fast twenty five? Okay, man. man. They oh, I'm just they gonna be driving star uh, cars around the planet. They're gonna be on Mars in the next one. <laughs> they're gonna take a SpaceX ship to Mars, right? And they're gonna, gonna be, be like, racing on, on Titan or whatever. Elon, yeah, that's what. He, uh, yeah, the, and Vin Diesel is gonna be like seventy years old. And he's gonna be like, family is important, no matter what planet you're on. And, and he's just, yeah, yeah. The rock. The rock's gonna be skydiving. No, the rock's already the had his heart attack because oh, he's been on the too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, well, yeah. he'll he'll be coming back because they're gonna <laughs> offer some money and he's gonna come back from the dead somehow. Oh, man. I've already got it. Anyway, that sounds like a good movie. I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should produce it. I'll produce it, dude. Come at me, guys. I'll, uh, I'll hook you guys up. It'll be the best one yet. Yep, yep. So fast. Go out and uh, man, we got we go out and watch all this other trash like Fast and the Furious, man. So. <laughs> At least I, I do. I'm committed, man. You know, same. I'm committed to Christ. I'm, I'm in all the way. Is that it? I started fast. You, let's just let's take a second there. <laughs> David's committed to watching the Fast and Furious series, just like he's committed to Christ. <laughs> that means 
that one of those, either you're way too committed to the Fast and Furious, That's exactly or you're it. not nearly committed enough to. I'm Christ. way too committed to the Fast and the That's Furious. That's what it is. Because I should have gave up on like you know Fast Three. Uh huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's not the last good one. You still waiting for him to come back? Yeah. You know, I just can't get enough of you know Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Go uh, ahead. I don't know. I got problems. You got problems. You got issues. You got issues. I mean, it is what it is. You like Fast and Furious too much? Your yep. fingers are so big you can't wear your wedding ring? <laughs> you slip in on church, man? Oh, man. <laughs> everybody bother heads. What's everybody going bother on. heads yeah, right now. Let me get past I'm, I'm just going to recommit my life. I'm going to recommit my life right here live on air. <laughs> Jeez, no, you're doing good. You're doing good. I, I bet I don't feel like it now. <laughs> you're doing good. You look good. I don't know if I've ever told you. You've got really good eyes. Thank you. You got nice blue eyes. A lot of people uh, don't have nice blue eyes like that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yep, you always are dressed well. Thank you. Yep. Except for didn't you like? <laughs> didn't you show up to church one time with like different shoes on different feet? <laughs> Except when you do stuff like that. But you know, hey, we everybody has those days. We were just talking about that on Saturday. <laughs> But when you wear the same shoes, they nice. usually go with the outfit really nice. And they really compliment your eyes. All right, let me just back up on that story. I put two different shoes on to see which one looked better with the outfit. And you said they and both just, look good. I couldn't choose. So you just wore them both. And I forgot to go back and put the right one on. And this is the bad part about it was I was yep. going on camera that day. So Sandra ran down to Walmart in early service Oof. to buy me a pair of Walmart shoes. Yeah. All white? All white tennis <laughs> shoes? All white tennis shoes with no logo on the that, side. Yeah, that's about, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the style for your age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have just had my dad bring you a pair of shoes. <laughs> my next guest is going to be over 50. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take this no more. <laughs> Joseph came in here and David said, How old are you? And he said, 42. And David said, That's pretty close to me. <laughs> and then immediately got all self conscious about it. I didn't even have to say anything. <sighs> That's my favorite is when I just go into a room and I don't even have to make the joke at somebody. Just the fact that I'm there, <laughs> they start making fun of themselves. I love that. We got to get there first. <laughs> That's my favorite. I did I tell you about Tara and the canoe? Yes. I you about- <laughs> yes. I didn't even say anything. She just kept going. Yeah, the kayak. It's a canoe. Whatever, and then would move on. Of <laughs> course, uh, the backwards. I said it backwards. But it was uh, great. Yeah. Anyway, we should. Be- Do you want to go to Culture Corner? Do we? We can. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Let's jump right into. We're already jumped, man. Right, jump. Yeah. Sorry, I'm fitting the yo. Yo, yo, turn, turn me up. up, turn me up. Uh, hey, turn that. Bit. <laughs> I'm about to. I'm fitting the. Here's my story. Little Jeezy over here. Hey, little, they call me Little J <laughs> on the track. Uh, what you got for us today? I got us. Uh, so it's October. Okay. Ooh. It's the, the weather's turning. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like a no, creepy it story. Scary. But it's. Um, Have you seen that that house down here on Queens? It's got every skeleton that's ever died in Pasadena in it. Oh, that sounds cool though. Yeah, it's kind of scary and creepy. Anyway, uh, go ahead. What you it. got? Here's the title: 
Minnesota teacher grows 2,749-pound pumpkin, squashing the competition. Squashing? And ah. setting a world record. <laughs> so the biggest... 2,000 who? 2,749 pounds. Wow. Here's That's the, like a, like a, you see the a Ford Fiesta. So where'd it go? It's, <laughs> look at this bottle. No, it's warped. It's, it's caving under its yeah. own weight. Yeah. They're huge. Look uh, at that guy. It's a new world record. Why does it look like that? Because it's 2,749 pounds. Looks like Frosty the Snowman in... It's melting. <laughs> when the sun came out. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's a, that's a lot of weight for a pumpkin. Yeah. Do you so, think a pumpkin like that tastes good? I don't know if they taste good or not. I don't or know what they like do an old them. goat. It's probably not good. Yeah. Like, how long does it take to do that? Because well, I think you only get a. I don't know what there's rules. To this. So this is the guy's third time entering this contest. It's definitely what, got growth hormones in that thing, right? Uh, For sure. I I think there's so there's rules. So you can uh, most people grow them inside. Um, they can't break. So if you're Gourd or whatever it is you're growing doesn't stay if together. If it squashes or cracks or whatever, <laughs> then it doesn't. That it's it doesn't count. It's disqualified. So there's a bunch of rules. I don't know what they all are, but this is his third year in a row winning this contest, and uh, this year he just set a new world record. Mm. And um, so you got to get it to the event without it squashing. Yeah, you can't. Okay. Yeah, so you, if you've ever seen photos or videos, of this they, they they fill up their whole pickup truck. You know, with a squash or with a whatever it is. The only thing I've ever seen like this was on Curious George, oh. with the man with the big yellow hat. They nope. grew one. They was trying to, to oh. get it to the market. I was like, nope, hats aren't <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> but he grew something. Like, okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Anyway, he uh, yeah, and apparently this was uh, so he calls this uh, pumpkin Michael Jordan. Okay, because uh, you got a name mm-hmm. when it's a new world record. You got to name it. So he okay. called it Michael Jordan. I could have um, came up with something way better yeah. than that. He said that he um, that he had a different pumpkin that he just was sure was going to be the pumpkin, um, but it ended up splitting at some point, and so it was disqualified. So he he has multiple of these big pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. You can't around. put all your. Pumpkins I, I, sorry, I was trying to figure out a good way, to, a fun way to say it. But. What do these say? All your gourds. These are gourds, right? Yeah, these are gourds. Yeah, all your gourds in one Bucket. pickup truck. <laughs> or, I don't know. So uh, greenhouse. Yeah. So he. Um, but so this one that ended up winning and setting a new world record, he had already written off like early on. He said like that one's not gonna. It's not gonna be big enough. But it did end up. Not only was it big enough, it was the, the biggest, world, the biggest ever. So there's something for you. Um, and he got thirty thousand dollars. So, whoa, 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 whoa! Times out. Thirty grand. Times out. <laughs> times. Not even just one time. No, all the times. <laughs> okay, tell us about. <laughs> We have uh-huh. starving people in America. Yeah. And this dude's getting $30,000 for a blob? Yeah, well, it's the biggest one. I don't care. They probably eat Can it. you feed that to the homeless? Yeah, they probably do afterwards. It's a lot of no. pie. It's a lot. Yeah, you know how much pumpkin pie you can make? Yeah, enough to give the homeless diabetes. Yeah. That's that's a generous amount. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a lot. That's a nice guy right there. <laughs> this is what's wrong with America. This is truly what's wrong with America. Well, we we, we reward people for yeah. growing two thousand pound gourds. It was almost three thousand. 
3,000 pound gourds. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's a, a Ford, that's a Ford Mustang. I don't even know. Yes, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's how much a Ford Mustang weighs? About 3,000 pounds. Wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's a lot. That's a lot. But you pay him thirty thousand dollars to do to farm. Yeah, he won. Well, he's a farmer. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. <laughs> you you should get paid if you're the best. Honestly, thirty grand is pretty light. He had to grow this thing. Pretty light. That's pretty light. Yeah. See, <laughs> I don't know how long you grow it, but it's not in a week. I don't know. He's got to put a lot of time and effort into it. We got we got all all of our priorities all. <laughs> In it said wrong, it was growing at a weight at a at a rate of forty three pounds per day. Wow! Wow, that's that's faster than me growing out of wedding rings. <laughs> Barely, <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you growing out of pounds. Wait, if it's forty three pounds a day, does that mean that you can physically see the growth? I guess so, right? Like if you sat there on your porch and watched this Let's pumpkin, do some math. could you see okay, it you go ahead. physically grow? That's what I was doing. If it was two, what did we say? Twenty seven forty nine divided by what did I just say? Forty three, forty three. So that's almost almost sixty four days. Okay, so that's only a couple months. Dang. <laughs> So that's, like, that's a, so you gotta see it growing, so right? That's it's like, like, it's like <laughs> that's like fifteen grand a month. He got paid. That's good. That's not bad. That's if he wins. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of people with like two thousand pound pumpkins that didn't win. I bet you the runner up got something. Uh, maybe. Yeah, see, he probably got something. See, this is this is where. It's, but it's uh, probably like the winner got thirty grand. The runner up got like fifty. This is the problem right here. You probably ask him like what, how much did it cost, and he's probably gonna tell you like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, I spent a hundred thousand dollars growing this thirty thousand. The fertilizer and yeah, yeah, all the growth hormones and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they can use hormones, but he can definitely use fertilizer. It's like taking steroids or something in football. Like, yeah, you know I mean, horse poop. Yeah, yeah, you can use horse poop if you'd like. Bull poop. Yeah. This pro- you know, there's probably a combination of poop that yields the best fertilizer. <laughs> That's probably true. The formula. There yeah. probably <laughs> is. Poop, poop formula. <laughs> it probably is. 70, 30, 20. Yeah. You ever seen those people that are like, those hippie it. people that are like, yeah, we use a, a composting toilet and this mm-hmm. and that. And they're like, yeah, we have a garden. And they just uh, like dump their feces on the garden. And it, I didn't know human feces was good for anything. Yeah, it's good for... It's just like any animal feces. Really? You put it on the ground, it's going to help stuff grow. Well, you know, it's like they have those... Uh, what do you call those? If you live out in the country, you have the certain type of uh, uh, system that you use, like uh, underground... What do they call those techniques? A well? No, that's fresh water, the poo water. Oh, oh the yeah. septic? Septics, right? And yeah. then they have those leaching lines. You can see like all the green in the yard from where the leaching yeah. lines are. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where you grow good. your pumpkins. <laughs> that's where you do it. Right? Yeah. But do people use septic to grow like uh, edible plants? Because septic so. also has chemicals in it. I, I don't know yeah. if I would trust a I wouldn't use septic. septic pumpkin. But these hippie people, they just they there's basically a bucket under your toilet. And then you take the bucket out and yeah. just dump it in the yard. That's why there's not a lot of hippies. Yeah. They just keep dying off. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you'll see, if you've ever seen any of these houses that are like, um, what you call it? You know, they run on solar, like everything's uh-huh. like green, green energy. energy. 
uh, and off then the that's, grid. Yeah, yeah, and then that'll be one of the things because they can't be tied into the public sewer system or nothing. So they'll have like a composting toilet, and then that's usually where you lose. Like if it's a couple that's like viewing the house, and there's the realtor, and they're talking about how awesome the house is, and here's where they store the batteries, it powers everything, and then they get to the toilet, and then the girl's like, ah, I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're always like, I don't know. Where's the handle? You telling me? <laughs> <laughs> a couple times a week, I got to carry this bucket of our the family poop out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a gagger. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. Uh, I'm a gagger. I don't know if I can handle I, that. Yeah. Have you seen the YouTube shorts of those guys going out and cleaning out the uh, the septic tanks? No. And they get this. That ain't on my algorithm. <laughs> this crust buster. <laughs> he says mine. we got to get the crust buster out and make a poop smoothie. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Really? That stir it all up so they can suck it out. Oh, Anyways, wow. we digress. Uh, <laughs> you, you just ran back so quick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get too far. You didn't want to keep going. <laughs> Title of uh, this episode's a uh, poop da- smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> David makes a poop smoothie. <laughs> David's gone. He's out. He's he's gone. Come back. You, we got to talk about Israel. <laughs> oh, man. Playing the song while you recover. I feel like I backslid right there. You did. <laughs> That's good. We got a song for you. Uh, what is this song? This is Lovely Lord by Scott Brenner. Okay. Oh, lovely Lord, you cause my Sovereign Lord, your mercy shines upon the earth, never more to end. Lovely Lord, you're beautiful, you're all I want to see. Come and
Scott Brenner, Lovely Lord. It's a nice little uh, intimate song for you and the Lord to jam out to. What's interesting is all these Scott Brenner songs on uh, YouTube are from, uh, a, like, um, what, what language would this be? It's Korean. Um, I've listened to this guy for a while, and yeah. then when I found him on YouTube, I found out that his music ministry is in South Korea. Oh, okay. It blew huh. me away. Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's so American as far as his music. You know what I mean? He's, he doesn't have, like... Anyways, yeah, I just thought that... It, it, like, all of his songs were that way. I'm probably going to get a, uh, like, a, a virus now for... <laughs> they, uh, South Korea. They also have a lot of Korean worship, and, uh, I mean... I don't know much Korean, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So how many how many languages do you speak? Fluently? English. <laughs> well, enough to get by or your sandwich? Um, I mean, Hebrew, I know a little. The, mo- the language I know most aside from English is Chinese. I went to school for that. Okay. Um, but I can, I used to be able to, like, read Arabic very slowly, but I've, I haven't been practicing, so I lost a lot of it. And recently, I'm starting to learn Greek because I want to. I want to be able to peruse the New Testament without relying on anyone else. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. I uh, never um, woke up and says, "Let me just learn." Yeah. Uh, but we need people to do that. I'm, I'm always just like, I'll just go over to you know a concordance or uh-huh. or Google or something. And, I wish and, I knew Spanish better. Yeah, I wish I knew Spanish because that way, when my know. wife was yelling at me yeah. in Spanish, I wouldn't know what she was uh-huh. saying. Yeah, you know? yeah, and she could say nice things to you. In Spanish. But you know what's good when she does it; it kind of turns me on. Yeah. So if I knew what she was really saying, <laughs> oh god, I would probably wouldn't like it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm mad right now. I said, No, but it's so good. <laughs> I wish I knew it because uh, you know we there's so many people in this area speak only Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great if you could. Yeah. I know like restaurant Spanish, so I know a word here and there. And yep. That's gringo. Yeah, I know gringo. Okay. <laughs> but I know like kitchen stuff, so I know like cebollas is onions, you know, lechuga is lettuce. I know like those kind of random things. So, so I don't. you could go to Taqueria and order your food. I could, but if you ask me anything other than. You know, like tortillas de maíz, and I say, "See, sí. you know, like <laughs> if you ask me, like anything other than strictly menu stuff." I'm, okay, so I'm what out. foreign language did you take in school? <laughs> I took German. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. So well, my really whole theory with that. Well, this was my thing. You had to have two years to get your foreign language credit, and everybody I knew that took, you know, because everybody took the foreign language. Nobody I knew could speak the language after mm-hmm. class. So I said, so this is basically a waste of time. I think is was my thought was that after class I'm still not going to be able to speak the language. Every pretty much everybody was like, if you re- like if you took Spanish two years and you really wanted to speak Spanish, you had to take it in college too for another few years. Uh, those were the only people that could actually speak Spanish afterwards, and so we could do Spanish, French, or German. And so Spanish made the most sense, but all those people in school were actually doing a lot of work. They were, mm. that was, out of the three choices, that was the one that seemed to be, like, the most work-intensive. Mm-hmm. And then French was supposed to be really complicated, and, I don't know, it just wasn't interesting. But German, there was two German teachers, and they were both super weird and super cool. <laughs> and uh, my older brother had taken German, 
and everybody I knew that took German, most of them were just weird kids taking because who takes German? Uh, but the classes were – they were all, like, having fun. Like, all my friends taking Spanish were like, oh, man, I got all this work for Spanish. Spanish is so tough. Da, da, da. And the kids in German were like, we're having parties and we're, like, hanging out having fun and we're laughing and stuff. And I was like, if I'm not going to really learn the language, whether which class I take, I might as well take the fun one that's <laughs> less work and everybody seems to enjoy. So, so I did you – do you obtain any of it? I mean, I could tell I – I know a few – like, re- I said re- James. My name is James. I can tell you the numbers: eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn, elf, zwölf. Like I can count to like twenty. Uh, after that, I gotta think really hard because uh, they the way they say their numbers is they don't say twenty two. They would say two and twenty. So you gotta say zwei and uh, how do you say zwanzig is twenty. So you say zwei und zwanzig, and then you'd say twenty three. Dry ones of ones of You get in the 2000s. Dude, yeah, you it's like, crazy. It's you, <laughs> once you get up to like over 100, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, they're, the whole, their language, they just like smush a bunch of words together. Yeah. So you get a lot of words that are, you know, 15, 20 letters long that are just these huge <laughs> things. But uh, Wow. So, no, I don't know really any German, but I, I know a couple words. What foreign language did you take? I took Chinese, Chinese. Um, yeah. but I think the, how many classes you take of a language depends on your major. Mm. Yeah. So history majors, we had to take at least up to the 2000s. Um, what was your major? Well, this was high school, the foreign oh, language, okay. but in college I did uh, uh, audio engineering. So, oh. yeah. Luke's, Luke's taking um, his foreign language is actually coding. That's a foreign language? Yeah. That would have been cool to take. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to take coding. Yeah, because I don't know any coding. That's that's going to be his major in college too. So it's uh, yeah, that wasn't even an option. That's a rip off. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that counts as a science. I'm not sure if they have a language requirement, so that might work out. I I, I guess it depends on the school, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of cool, though. He Mm -hmm. Luke says that band should be considered a foreign language because you're having to learn. How to read the music. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was going to be an interesting thought. It's a good take. Yeah. It doesn't really. It's a good take for a high school kid. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get out of easy class. I get it. I I see how you're going to do it. I don't think it's going to prevail, but I get it. Yeah. They they did get away with the PE credit thing, at least at Deer Park they did, where you got a PE credit for taking band. Yeah. Because of all the marching. I don't think the marching. I think that's. That's it's good, a good man. take. Yeah, they made it happen, but a lot of fat kids in bands, so I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I don't know if it really worked. Dude, this com- you told me about the flag twirler. Don't worry. No, this wasn't a flag twirler, but goodness gracious, <laughs> can never tell. This kid took one march in his life. Tuba? No, I, <laughs> he was one, doing one of these things. Oh, the uh, the conductor guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's a different word if you're marching. Yeah, uh, don't remember. Yeah. So well, yeah. So he doesn't have to march. But he, he, just had, he had a march the... to get there, though, right? Like I, I think know. that you had like you work up to that thing. I don't know. Whew, I felt sorry for his mama. <laughs> sorry, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I told you he's been backsliding. <laughs> All right. Um, this I just want to talk about this. There's a lot of. Crazy things going on in the world right now, and uh, a lot of things that go on in Israel. And as 
<clears throat> as Christians, we can't ignore the things that go over on the Middle East. It's really it's it's tied back to our Bible, what we believe, what's going on in the world today. Directly ties to uh, p- the past, what what happened in the, in the Bible in the past, and what's going to go on in the future. So, like I said, I ca- called uh, a couple people and. We uh, decided on to bring Brother Skinner in here today to kind of look over some of these things. Um, so let me just highlight some things that are that are going on right now. Hamas, which is a militant terrorist group, uh, attacked Israel what about a week ago now? A week and a half ago. Today's um, Tuesday, October seventeenth. Yeah, um, and the things that we've seen or we've been reported to and I don't know how accurate how true that is because and it's sad that we have to say that because we can't believe what's being reported on TV these days Um, but if we believe what's going on over there we haven't seen anything like this type of attack and this type of militant uh, terrorist since World War II Um, when you look at um, the people that's being reported being setting on fire, the, the butchery of people, the beheaded of babies. Uh, this is an evil uh, on another level than we've ever seen in our lifetime. It, I, you know, we've seen ISIS do some 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 craziness out there and record it and, and kind of put uh, and publish it, but nothing on this level. Um, so. When, when I see this, I just wanted to kind of like pull back the lens a little bit and, and look at the end time prophecy and what this means to us as Christians. Yeah, we'll taxi that plane on in and uh, we'll get him settled we'll get down here in a minute. Uh, and just see what this means in the end time prophecy. Because we know in Ezekiel 37, it says God is going to gather his people back to Israel. Um, and we see, we've see seen that, right? We've seen that right after the World War II, after... Uh, the, the, the Germans had, had come in and killed so many of the Jews. Despite World War II and despite uh, the Germans' attack on, on, on the Jewish people, and, it, and it's being reported that two out of three European Jews were killed during that time, which was a lot. Yeah. Uh, despite those things, uh, God's people got back to Israel. Um, and And... And the Bible talks about, and that was around 1948, and the Bible talks about that's when the end times started. You know, so we've been talking about, we've been living in the end times for a while. Well, biblically, we've been living in the end times since around 1948, 1950, somewhere around in there. That's when the people went back to Israel. Um, So, um, what does that mean for us, right? Um... Well, so when we look at what's going on now, Ezekiel 38 talks about this this group of people that's going to attack Israel, right? And it talks about this large force from the north um, named Maga uh, from, from the north was going to invade Israel. So what is that? A lot of the, a lot of people believe that is what we think might be Russia. Um, we really don't know, but if you look geographically on the map, the large force north of them would be uh, Russia. It, um, but we don't know. But what we do know uh, is Persia. What is Persia? Persia is today would be Iraq. Mm-hmm. Iran, I'm sorry. 
would be our end. If if I mess any of this stuff up, just jump in and 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 correct me because I, I don't want to get it wrong. But I just want to kind of give give a, just a a highlight thousand foot view, and then we can jump in on uh, what's going on right now. Which doesn't really mean, that doesn't really mean a whole lot to us in the past few years. But what we do know is recently we know that Russia and Iraq, Iran, sorry, Russia and Iran have come together and made made allies with one another, and Iran has funded uh, drone uh, armored drones to Russia to attack. You to use in the Ukraine uh, war. Um, So, if you read it and you believe that it is Russia, you can already see some of these allies that are kind of coming together. I'm not saying that this is truth or this is the way it is, but when when I see it, uh, when you hear some of the uh, historians, you see some Bible scholars talk about it, they're thinking that, you know, this could be a Russia. <clears throat> um, so, Iran's producing these these drones, sending them there. So there's the allies. Um, but what we do know is that Jerusalem will be the center of the conflict at the end times. That's a fact, right? Mm-hmm. You want to come on in? You want to sit on it? So sit in with us. I'm just crashing in. I heard y'all were doing a podcast. Okay, I love you. All right, love you too, brother. Um, he don't read signs. No, he don't, right? It says on there clearly we're yeah. on recording. Yeah. Stay this out. Guy. Yeah. Chevo. <laughs> we love you, Chevo. Come back. <laughs> um, so what we do know is Israel is going to be the center of uh, everything that happens when, when the rapture happens, Armageddon, all of those things. This is going to be the center of it. And the interesting thing about this is that Israel is just a little bit of a just a small strip yeah. of land uh, in in the middle of a larger strip. So um, it's interesting to me that that you know this little piece of land is the probably uh, the most fought for piece of land in world history, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's going to be fought over. But what's interesting, I know as Americans, we always talk about Second Chronicles where it says, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that we always just like, yeah, if we do that. But God was talking about Israel mm-hmm. when he was doing that. And I think out of all of this, Israel's really going to have to turn their face back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we see the the the... the the Israelis begin to turn their face back to God, then that's when we're going to see a lot of the things that the rest of the things of what, you know, what's going to happen in the end times really take effect. Now, scripturally, we know since 1948, the end times have happened. Uh, of course, I've been told that my whole life. We're in the end times with the end times. Well, they wasn't lying. And the more and more that we, we, we go by, um, that's what we see. Um, so that's kind of a, like a highlight thousand foot view of what's kind of going on right now, what the issue is of these different uh, uh, faith, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, people are all kind of battling over um, one area. Why are we battling over this area? Well, we're kind of a battling over this area because um, Muslims and the Jewish 
people are both claiming. Um, oh God, the Lord, the uh, somebody help me out where the temple is, where the temple is built. The uh, Temple Mount. The Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The Temple Mount. They're battling over the Temple Mount. The the Muslims have set up the big mosque with the the gold dome, um, and then there's a flat piece of rock where. Um, Basically, which is, I think this is the coolest part. The flat piece of rock there is where all three religions can agree that's where Isaac was going to uh, sacrifice his son. Which is kind of, it's kind of interesting that all three of those can come together and agree on that one thing. Um, So that's the area we're battling for. The other thing that I'm interested in, and then I'm I'm going to kind of turn it over and get your thoughts, Brother Joseph, is... uh, Israel is in control of that land, but they've succeed, uh, succeeded, or I don't know if that's the right word, but they're giving the Muslims the right to go into the, the, the that mosque that's set up. Like the Jewish people are not even allowed to go there, but they're in control of the land. So I thought that was kind of an interesting piece there. Uh, and you know the the Jewish people are only allowed to go to the West Wall, and they're no further than that to yeah. to pray and, and worship. So, and if you've been to Israel, you've been to Israel. Yeah. I have. Have you been to Israel? Not yet. Man, me neither. I really want to go. And I think a lot when you go to Israel, this kind of gives you a little bit more perspective, yeah. um, being on the grounds there. Um, but from everything that I said, um, what, what what some of the things that you like jumps right off the page that you would, you would think that'd be important for for us to to know about what's going on right now. Well, um, there's a lot to cover. Um, let, let's talk about the Temple Mount briefly. Yeah, um, that'd be the, good. The Kingdom of Jordan is the one who has the authority over the Temple Mount. Uh, Israel has the authority of the land all the way around the Temple Mount. But uh, yes, but that's right. The country of Jordan, they have the control over the Temple Mount. Um, you know, in Revelation, it talks about. Uh, I think Ezekiel mentions it too, where it talks about that that there's going to be a, a portion given to the Gentiles when the during the third temple, because he told them measure not the outer court because it's given to the Gentiles. Um, from there, we usually assume that there's going to be like a mosque and the Jewish temple on the Temple Mount, sharing the Temple Mount. Um, the Al Aqsa Mosque, it's uh, foundationally not very sound, um, so. The, the cistern system, the water system of the temple from the old days, from 2,000 years ago, it's still there. And it's it's settling and it's not good. Uh, one good earthquake or one good simulated earthquake, and that building goes in. Wow. Um, and I, I remember about eight or nine years ago seeing it on the news that Israel was, they were forcefully purchasing all the houses around the temple mount. Um, it could be that an earthquake knocks it down, or it could be that Israel simulates an earthquake and that building will come down. Wow. And uh, well, even in a war, like a, a, a shaking of a ground from bombs or something like that, could yeah. actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, during the Six Day War, there was a, a rabbi who was a chaplain. Mm-hmm. Um, he he showed up with dynamite, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the one of the military commanders was like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm about to blow those buildings up so we can get our temple." And uh, later on, the commander regretted not letting that chaplain blow up uh, the mosque and the uh, the Dome of the Rock and the Alexa Mosque. 
Um, but it'll come down one day, and I'm pretty sure the temple will be where the Al-Aqsa Mosque is right now. Wow. So when you say a, a temple, we're talking about the, the third temple? The Jewish, the third Jewish temple, yes, right. sir. So we're talking about the third Jewish temple, which is a, something another thing that aligns with the, in, the end times when they mm-hmm. build the third temple. And the pretty cool thing about this, there is a... Um, a group of people that are already uh, 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 Jewish people that are already um, their job is to make plans for the the, next, the, the third Jewish temple. So mm-hmm. they're already planning it. They're already trying to figure out construction, where it's going to be, and all those things. So uh, just another thing to just kind of yeah. pushing this towards you know, that time. That's right. Uh, the Temple Institute. Yes, they have. Uh, I think they have almost everything. Uh, if I, I haven't checked in a while, but last time I checked, they either, they have everything or almost everything. They have the uh, the cornerstone and they have all the items. I got to see one of them one time, the the high priest blue garment with the bells and pomegranates at the bottom. Mm. I got to hold it in my hands. Really, that well, was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're just they're waiting for the right time. You no, know, they'll get their temple going. Mm. Um, and that's a big deal for us as Christians. Uh, because the temple, the, the building of the temple, it's a time marker. Yeah, uh, that's that marker we're going to be able to measure three and a half years. Uh, so that's that's a big deal, right? So, um, so a lot of people, depending on where where you are on the belief, is that the first three and a half years is going to be a time of peace, and then the second three and a half years is where, like, well, the first three and a half years is where um, the the uh, the god, the fake god or whatever. What do you can help me out here? The antichrist. The antichrist is going to come in and he's going to align with Israel, and there's going to be a time of the three and a half years time of peace, and then the last three and a half years is when all that kind of uh, breaks apart, and then a time of just destru- destruction, and yeah. and uh, and then thank God if we can make it three and a half years, and Jesus comes back, we're going to be in good shape, but it's going to be a tough three and a half years. Yeah, it'll also be a great time of. Uh, I mean, uh, Daniel said that he talked about that the saints will be uh, pressed, but it also said that they would be strong and do exploits. Yeah. Um, so it'll be both good and bad for us. Yeah. We'll be we'll be witnessing the power of God. We'll be moving. People will be healed. Um, we'll also be facing persecution, and both of these type of things are which draw people to the Lord. Um. Uh, he he made us to where we grow in oppression, you know. So. Yeah, and I think that another thing that if you if you look at from where we are right now, when you when you look at, and I'm probably, you know, guilty of it uh, myself, but just looking at the benefits of you know you when you get my age, shut up, James. Yeah, I didn't say. <laughs> when you get my age, you really start looking at the future, and you know. Um, Making sure your your retirement set up or whatever, and you know, looking at like uh, cryptocurrency and different ways to make money. But if you look at that, um, that's probably not the best place for a Christian to be hanging out because it's probably going to be one of those things where we have the one world government, uh, the the uh, one world currency, and it's probably going to be in in that type of space uh, somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know. I don't have too much crypto anymore because I just kind of felt a little bit the Lord just steer, and, yeah just yeah. steer me away from something that it, he, the enemy might be using to you know uh, trap Christians into being a part of that you know 
Hmm. So I don't know. I don't. That might just be me, but reading yeah. into something that's really not there. But when you start looking at, you know, one world currency, that's what that's what it would be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, uh, tell me your your opinion, and, and, and I know you, your your opinion comes from your studies and stuff. But, um, what is your opinion right now of the response that? Israel has to its people, uh, to Palestine, and the implications of the what's going on in that war right now. Sure, um, I would like to approach that first from the godly perspective, yeah, and then from from the political uh, decision to make these the the perp, the motivation to make these decisions. Um, something you mentioned earlier about a false god. You were you were thinking about the Antichrist. But it made me it reminded me about that festival, the Supernova Festival mm. that they were having. Mm. They were partying and dancing all night, and that was uh, um, that was in the, uh, the the West the West Banks. That's that uh, was right next to the Gaza the Gaza, the Gaza Strip. Uh, the Gaza Strip, yeah. And, the West uh, Banks, I think that's in New Orleans or something, isn't it? This is this is like a day after the Feast of Tabernacles, mm-hmm. and they're all dancing in front of a false god out there. Mm. It's huge. Wow. Okay, and while they're dancing and celebrating and, you know, enjoying and indulging in sin, paratroopers are coming down right over them. Okay, they're, people are asking, like, where was God in all this? Why didn't God? The If you look in Deuteronomy... He was standing right there. It, he it, was dead. He wasn't doing nothing for his people. Well, like, what is that statue? It's a, it's a Buddhist statue. A Buddhist ah, statue. Yeah. But what is that doing in Israel? Why is it big and why is everyone dancing yeah, around yeah. it? Yeah. This is sus. But, you know, the relationship between God and Israel has always been a, if you do this, I will do this. But if you do that, I will do this. Yeah. There's a long chapter about it. You yeah. know, blessed you are in the city, blessed you are in the field. But if you don't serve me, cursed you are in the city, cursed you are in the field. Uh, it talks about handing them over to their enemies. They're dancing in front of false idols. I'm not saying that God punished them. Uh, I, I have a personal policy that that unless God tells me, "Hey Joseph, I'm punishing them," right. I don't assume it. But it's it's quite possible because right in the middle of them dancing around a statue, destruction comes right on top of them. Mm. Um, to me, it just seems it it seems like they're. Well, to me, it's easy for me to say they're not they're not right with God, mm-hmm. even by their own by their own standards of what God commanded them. Um, so if people are curious, why did God let this happen? This could be one of the reasons. Um, now, politically, there's another reason it seems kind of weird. Um, if you guys are familiar, the the uh, the border here is pretty rock solid. I mean, I would compare it to like the border between North and South Korea. Uh, people don't sneak through, like they're 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 top of the line. Uh, Israel is not. Israel is, is like their their military is rocking. Um, I have heard some situations like right now, like during that day, there there was a report that, uh, and like you said earlier, we we may not know a lot of this stuff because fog of war. A lot of times, we end up finding out years later what actually happened. Yeah. Um, but Especially like when you see Iraq and go over there for you know mass destruction, uh, weapons of mass destruction. We never found any mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So it just gives us some real yeah. like what are, what are we supposed to believe? Go ahead. That one was a little different because the reason why we knew they had weapons of mass destruction is because we had the inventory 
of what we gave them (laughs) (laughs) so that they could fight Iran like years before. Right. Uh, So that's why he was saying that he was looking, he was looking at the list that his dad gave Saddam way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Or he was just trying to keep um, the, but, uh, but okay. But this, like you, were you going to talk about motivation, like false motivation to go to Iraq? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this right here, could I've been hearing something about this that this could be a thing? How could how could these backwards, bumpkin, unequipped, unfinancial people successfully invade a, a country like Israel that has the, the supposedly they have the, the most uh, intel the best intelligence in the mm-hmm. world? They have the, the the when you start talking about. Uh, the the paragliders. the paragliders coming in. They have the best uh, air force in the world, and you get attacked, and you didn't know it, and through the air. Yeah, Ouch. it's it's us, right? Yeah. Um. So it could be that, and I I don't know this, but this is where I'm speculating that Israel wanted to do something with Hamas. They wanted to do something with Gaza. So they and this may this is dark, and I'm not saying this happened, but I'm just. It's possible because I've seen governments all over the world do shady stuff like this. They let Hamas attack mm-hmm. so that they can do what they want to do later. So, okay. So saying that, do you know the phrase mowing of the fields in that area? So supposedly every X amount of years, and you can see, I should have printed it off the, the timeline of all the wars that were over there. But supposedly there's a thing called the mowing of the grass and the mowing of the fields where they allow something to happen so then they can go back in and, like, destroy the inventories and the different things that they've built up over the years and they can, like, just basically clean up things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and take away their weapons and, and make them rebuild, which will take another 10, 20, 30 years again. Mm-hmm. So that they call that the mowing of the grass. I didn't know if you heard that term before. I uh, Yes. Uh, I have uh, Israel has been doing that with Gaza for a while now. Yeah, for a while. Um, I know that in the past they haven't allowed them to attack before they do it. They would just do it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's possible. That's why I decided to bring it up. Right. Um, but what's kind of weird to me is Gaza themselves, because mm-hmm. they knew what the response is going to be. Like, just imagine you're a little kid, and you know there's a guy who's like you're in elementary school and there's a kid way bigger than him and you go up and punch him as hard as you can, you know you're going to get punched back and you know you're going to get punched harder. So why do it? Because um, they're, I mean, they're suffering right now. Yeah. Uh, of course Israel was going to respond the way Israel was going to respond. So why? What was their motivation behind this? Um, and also for the, like the their supporters, for the Palestinians and a lot of people that, you know, hasn't came out yet that the Palestinians are funding any of it, but come on, you, you know that they're probably getting funds from the Palestinians, from Iran, and for for them to place all of them in so much danger, and you're allowing them to come in from, from the, the, the borders and stuff like that, it just, why? You know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, why would you do that? Because Palestinians don't have nowhere to go. You know, they got water on one side, Egypt on one side, and then Israel on the other side. Like, the only really place for them to go is Egypt, and they're going to only allow a certain amount of people in mm-hmm. before they they shut the borders down, too. So, Egypt, from what I understood, 
it sounds unlikely that they would let. I, I haven't caught up. I don't know. Maybe you guys saw it on the news. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't think that they would let uh, refugees come into their country. I know when it first happened, they were letting 2,000 in a day, oh. which is not a lot when you mm-hmm. c- consider the millions of people are there. Yeah. But I don't know how long that lasted either. That might only been lasted for a couple of days. I haven't heard the report since the first few days on yeah. that. I figured it wouldn't be in Egypt's best interest to allow that. Hamas is uh, ties with the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a genuine problem in Egypt. Uh, so with letting refugees in, they're also letting uh, sleeper cells in, right? Which we've been doing. Mm-hmm. That's um, what that, that's one of the problems with the open borders in Mexico. Now mm-hmm. we're finding out that a lot of these sleeper cells in America were let in from the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing that would be happening in and those type of things. You know, um, what was it? What was going to think? I got so many places I could go, and we don't have enough time to, yeah. to, to hit all of them. Can I direct us somewhere? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do um, so when I was bringing up the issue of Hamas, there's a couple of uh, financial issue, motivations. Uh, Saudi Arabia is currently working up a deal with Israel, and uh, it's called the Saudi Arabia-Israel Security and Economic Alliance. Um, this it's going to be like good trading and relations and stuff. Um, I know a lot of people think that Arabs hate Israel, um, but it's it's more accurate that most Palestinians hate Israel. Um, like Jordan has good relations with Israel, Egypt has good relations, and Saudi Arabia they're they're forming a deal. Um, this deal leaves Iran out, mm-hmm. and Iran and Hamas they're they're buddies. Yeah. So if 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 uh, Iran is left out of this deal, then it means that uh, Iran's voice in the Islamic world is undercut. It's it's brought down. This could be one of the motivations for Hamas to do this, that something needs to happen now before that decision is, is made. And then there's another big one called the India-Middle East Economic Corridor. Before you go there, go ahead. do you think that the, gives them more motivation to align with Russia? Since their other alliances are kind of backing away from them? Yes. And actually, let me finish. Let me mention this corridor okay. because uh, Russia and Iran have a similar uh, setup. Okay. Um, they're going to be building a, a railway and a telecommunications system th- from India, Israel, Saudi Arabia. Give me, and then, give me that, 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 uh, that the title again. What did, you, what did you call it? The India Middle East Economic Corridor. Okay. So uh, this is going to be a big financial gain. The United States is also part of this. Iran is not part of this. They're cut out. Um, But Iran and and Russia have something like this. Uh, But I think that being left out, it's putting them in a financial situation, enough to pressure maybe, possibly, pressure Hamas to make an attack. You know, Uh, so this this could be one of the motivations for this. Yeah. So... It, it really seems like most of the world right now is kind of squeezing the neck of, of Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, what what motivational purpose was it to for us to release all that money for so-called, you know, uh, releasing Americans or whatever to allow them to be able to free up to maybe support uh, Hamas to, to do what they did? Um, if we were to purely follow the money and not anything else... Um, I mean, it, to me, it's it's kind of weird that we would 
finance the is- Israel's enemies and Israel at the same time. Mm-hmm. As soon as this stuff happened, people noticed that congressmen started buying stock in military uh, military stock, like weapon weapon production. What do they call that? Insider trading. Well, not insider trading, but they talk about the uh, 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 the uh, military industrial complex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if if that's the case, now they are financially motivated to make sure a war happens. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means that we shouldn't be trusting him. We should not have any 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 involvement. Israel doesn't need our help. Right. Uh, I mean, we support them morally, but they don't need us actually going in boots in. They they're they're fully capable of handling it themselves. Um, and if they handle it quickly, and Iran and Russia don't get involved. It'll be over quickly, and we'll we'll all be moving on, and Hamas will be the nature of Hamas will be different. So, what is the and I don't know if you even know this, but what is the reason that we're sending special forces over there to give uh, humane uh, humanitarian help right now? Is that just another way to sneak special forces in the country, or are they really trying to get those twenty five Americans out of uh, you know from being hostage or whatever they supposedly have? Well, truth be told, we get American hostages all the time all over the world. Uh, we don't always take this this head-on aggressive stance to rescue our own people from other countries. We only care when it financially benefits the people who are buying stock in, and, uh, in war. Let me just say it like that. Yeah. And if it's um, the hot-button issue at the moment. That's right. It's know. the current thing. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine is no longer on the lips of everyone. Now it's this. It's like um, when they got a, what's her name that woman basketball player from Russia right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's what everybody's talking about. Tim Kennedy, you know who Tim Kennedy is. He was a ex Navy SEAL, UFC fighter. Now he has this. Uh, now he's has his uh, uh, program where he goes into these countries like and gives them help. But he's like he's trying to like save these American hostages all over the world mm-hmm. through his nonprofit. But he doesn't get any, you know, help from the state side. They're just letting him sit there, and he has some pretty interesting takes. But I, I don't want to repeat a lot of the stuff that he said. But I think that it's interesting when you have uh, everything that you need. And I don't want to get. I'm not a big conspiracy conspiracy guy. I'm not. I'm really not. Um, but when you have everything you need, boots on the ground. America's not having to pay for a lot of this stuff, but you don't have the so the support from the State Department. It makes me think like like what is really going on? Mm-hmm. Because you know all these groups need is America to to sign off on it, and then that pushes every you know that pushes the battle line back because okay now America's signed off on it. We they have the support, mm-hmm. so most people is not going to want to fight that war. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, a lot of it is watch what this hand is doing. Why really what they want to produce is over here going on under you know underground while we're all watching the, sure. the shiny stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you know every time something like this a bomb blows up, we all look in this way. But what's really going on mm-hmm. over there? So it's an election. Ter- People forgot about the election. Election yeah. coming up. I mean, like, yeah. like you know. <laughs> he knows I try not to get too political on here, but I mean, you can't really, yeah. you can't really be, you know, not go there when we're talking about 
this type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's election going on in it, you know, uh, soon to be going on in Israel, right? To uh, the the what's the their their president. Yeah, he's like kind of under some fire right now because he told him basically he ran on the campaign of uh, we're going to make Israel safe and you know these things are not going to happen and now that they happen so they're they're kind of you know just think, rethinking about who they who they brought in but the some of the reports that I found is that the Israelis on both sides are, are more united now than they've ever been and we can, we kind of seen that. In or nine eleven when it happened here, mm-hmm. uh, for a short period of time we we came together. I think that's the last time Americans came together uh, from both sides. It's been a war with each other since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, what was you saying? I probably got off. Um, well, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna go into politics aside from the the war is the timing of the war is convenient for the election, right? Uh, for certain parties. Um, but actually, since you brought that up, I, I wanted to to bring up something I've been hearing a lot. People that operate in the realm of prophecy uh, that they keep hear they keep hearing, "As goes Israel, so goes the United States." Israel was attacked from the south, invaded from the south. We've allowed a lot of people come into our country from the south. There's a lot of sleeper cells that identify with the same worldview as the people that attacked Israel, mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm-hmm. Through prophecy, people have been seeing and foretelling that America could be attacked very soon. And it's something that we as Christians need to pray against. We need to pray against those people, pray that God, you know, stumble them and hinder them. Um, I mean, maybe it's God's will, maybe it's not. Uh, I'm going to pray against it, uh, assuming that it's not, that he's warning us. Um, but we're, we're in a time when everyone is just very relaxed and convenient uh, people are very at ease um, in our country, just as they were with Israel shortly before the attack. Um, people need to wake up, and as us Christians, we need to we need to pray pray over our our country uh, to protect us from these type of people. What are some of the prophecies right now that that are are really like waving their hands and saying, "Hey, you know, this is something that's really driving towards the end times that w- that we might." That we might not be, you know, really uh, noticing. Are you talking about like uh, people that that operate in this spirit of prophecy? Or are you talking about scripture? Scripture. Um, I, nothing comes to mind right now. Yeah, Obviously, you comes. mentioned like uh, Ezekiel thirty-eight. It right. talks about the countries yeah. that will gather. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that's anytime soon. That's more day of the Lord because it talks about the sun, moon, and stars. So when we compare that to Matthew twenty-four. It said that immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun, moon, and stars, then the angel will shout, and then the trumpet, and the gathering, and they'll see Jesus in the clouds. All that's happening, like, boom, all together. So Ezekiel 38 can't happen anytime soon, really. But we can look at that and see who who's lining up with each other. And we can already tell, like, financially and politically, that the, that's already that that's the case. Um prophetically I don't I know Jonathan Kahn he's been talking he's been comparing uh, like like the kings of Israel to to the United States there's weird parallels and he's talking about like how that's been happening I don't know if that answers your question really I don't think there's anything solid that I can think of right now that's why I was asking Um, because I couldn't I 
I couldn't pull off the top of my head anything, mm-hmm. or even when I was just doing some mild studying over it. Um, and I didn't know maybe if you, you you thought of something that wasn't thinking of. People have been worried that uh, that Isaiah chapter seventeen would happen very soon because Israel promised that. Uh, what? How is it worded? If something didn't happen, then they would attack Damascus. They would just destroy Damascus, and Isaiah 17 prophesies the destruction of Damascus. Right. Um, there's a lot of different stances on that. I don't know where, where I stand on it, because I've been seeing some points. Some people say that's already happened. Some people say that it's yet to happen. I don't know. Um, but if, if Israel keeps their word and such and such happens, and they wipe Damascus off the map, it happened. Right. <laughs> it happened. Uh, so... Um, I think one of the, the, the things that we're going to be seeing, uh, so let, let, we can get into um, some political stuff right here, which with, as far as Israel goes. You know, right now, everybody just like, oh, poor Israel, right? You have these, these terrorist groups come in. They've taken the hostage. They've done these horrible things. Uh, we haven't seen, like I said, we haven't seen any, like, terrible things uh like this happened, and the number of them, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, 1,500 people dead or whatever like that. I think last time it was like this, it was the Yom Kippur War in the 70s. Yeah. And so, it was like this, they were attacked on a holiday. Right. Oh. And then, I mean, just to note that, uh, and I don't know, it didn't happen, but like the next day was supposed to be the National Terrorist Attack Day or whatever. Did you hear about that? The uh, The 13th? Are you talking about when Hamas the leader yeah, got yeah. on the, the right. video? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that really didn't pan out or whatever. But uh, uh, but anyways, uh, so Israel is going to attack. They're going to, they're going to do something here in the next. I mean, I think probably three to fourteen days um, to to you know just attack and make sure everybody understands. But I think that there's going to be a time where we're, right now we're like okay. Israel, poor Israel, but when the casualties, the innocent casualties of of of, um, of these countries are going to start, because they they've they've okay. Let me back up and get my my thoughts all clustered. So what Hamas has done is they've placed their their war tools, bombs, missiles in like. Churches, hospitals, schools, right? So if we're going to go in there, if Israel's going to go in there and they're going to wipe those things out, there's going to be, you know, innocent civilian casualties. And then Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be the hard part about, you know, there's there's the war and then there's the PR war. Yeah. And that that's what's going to like really separate what's really going to happen in because Hamas over over periods of time has been really good in the PR war. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been able to explain why they've done it and and because of their god and those those type of things. So it's going to be really interesting how Israel comes on after maybe a couple thousand of, you know, these people have died that, you know, and it's going to be something that, that they're not going to be able to control. They're, it's just going to have to happen. Well, you already see people. There's people all over the world that are, like, cheering for Hamas that are, like. Well, there's colleges are having to shut yeah. things down in America right now because they're pro-Hamas. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all, were, y'all were talking about, like, motivations. Like, what's the motivation 
for Hamas attacking, especially whenever you know that Israel is so much stronger and all that. Um, I think a lot of it is just because they've got a lot of people on their side right now. Because their whole viewpoint, the people that are, you know, free Palestine is the thing. Their whole viewpoint is Israel is super, um, what's the word? They're like oppressing Palestine with some of their rules and it's like a security state and all that stuff. Which there's a lot of truth to it in the sense of like some of the laws and regulations that the Palestine people have to deal with. Um, but, you know, it's all because there's terrorists there that are attacking them. So mm-hmm. you can go back and forth all day with that kind of stuff. But so Hamas's thing is like, oh, we're so oppressed. Like their rhetoric that they're putting out to the world is, you know, we're so oppressed and Israel's so evil, treating us so bad. You know, we're just trying to stand up for our freedom. And so then you get people all over the world being like, yeah, free Hamas, free Palestine. Yeah. And so they're cheering with Hamas. And uh, I well, think that's a lot of their well, motivation. It's smart on their point, right? Because they're yeah. already winning the PR war. And then, like you said, they keep a lot of their their weapons and stuff like under hospitals and elementary schools and stuff. So that, And I've also heard reports of – so Israel you know, put out a, a thing being like, hey, we're going to attack. So any got people in Gaza, you need to go away because we're going to – blow some stuff up in retaliation. I've heard reports of people saying that Hamas has been, like, taking those uh, messages down, like not letting the people hear that Israel saying, hey, civilians, you need to go because we're about to retaliate. Yeah. Uh, and so the whole thing is just, like, making the world think that Israel is this evil, oppressive thing and get the sympathy of the world, which they're getting a lot of, which is very interesting when you – Look at it. And then, of course, you know, you've got all the people that are, like, super pro-Israel yeah. that are, you know, kind of blindly Israel no matter what. And But the Hamas is definitely getting a lot of it, – it's very weird the amount of support that they're getting by yeah, the rhetoric through, that they're putting out. Yeah, throughout history, Israel has, like, sent people to – they call it roof knocking mm-hmm. – to knock on the roofs to say, hey, listen, we're about to bomb this area because we know there's missiles underneath it or whatever and, and just warning people. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, some of those, um, some of those people are, are aligned with Hamas, and they rather die within a spiritual war and you know go to heaven and have all the, you know, all the virgin women and all the things than and, and then a, a let a uh, let Israel look bad for yeah. killing innocent people. But a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are just innocent people. That Some Hamas of them are. is like willing to sacrifice so yeah. they can say, look, Israel is so oppressive. They're killing our kids at the elementary school trying to attack us. Mm-hmm. You've got to support us. And that's that's what I was talking about. Like there, there's the war and there's the PR war. And, and Israel, I think, has to be out in front of this. And, and they should be out in front of it right now because Hamas is already out in front of it. They're already saying, look at poor us. Yeah. They're going to kill us, and they just did the most horrific thing in in years. You know? Yeah, but it's crazy because they're like in their what you call it, like their manifesto or whatever you would call it, is just them saying like, "Hey, we think that Jews should be eradicated from mm-hmm. the earth in yeah. more or less world." And their, so, their original charter said that. That's yeah. their thing. It, it so, didn't say Israelis or Zionists. It said Jews. Jews, yeah. yeah. So when you're like, the, they attacked all these Jews, it's crazy, and people are like trying to give them all these political motivations. Like, no, they said, like from the beginning, that like we want to kill all the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we're saying. So let, let's talk about that a little bit, because you have a little bit of an Arab, Arab, Arab mm-hmm. background growing up with a stepfather, I think you said. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so was that a, a Muslim background or was it just Arab? Um, I'll answer that, but let me just address Hamas real quick. Okay. I don't think that they're winning the PR war as much as they did in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that, that this has actually drawn a strange line and it's forced people to reveal themselves in ways like like there were a lot of uh, there are a lot of students who were doing pro uh, Palestinian marches and uh, Harvard uh, blacklisted them right and uh, so they're backpedaling uh, they've been doxed um, Black Lives Matter took a pro Israeli or pro Palestinian stance yeah, and the whole Democratic Party cut them off. So the PR, they're not winning the PR the way they used to. The only people that are still pro-Palestinian were the ones that were always going to be pro-Palestinian. Yeah. So it's actually working out better, and we're starting. people are starting to take off their mask and show how wicked they are by their stance in this situation. So in the PR way, things seem good, in my opinion. Um, uh, but about your question about... Better than history showed. Yeah, ba- better than back in the day. People yeah. are starting to see. Yeah. Um, so, a background, uh, my mother married a man from Jordan. I'm going to tie this into what we're talking about. That's what I'm yeah. asking. Go ahead. Okay. So, you you want to know, like, what Arabs typically think. Um, I've talked to a lot of them from all over, and I get a lot of different different viewpoints. I've even talked to an elderly Palestinian man from Bethlehem who says that he, if there's a Palestinian state, he fully intends to stay in Israel because uh, he can already tell. This, this has a lot to do with Gaza, by the way. Because people never talk about the government there and how life functions in Gaza. Gaza rivals North Korea for atrocities. So it's it's a very oppressive, uh, horrible government. So um, let's talk about Gaza just for a second. Yes. The way it's structured, right? So Gaza is a strip of land next to Israel mm-hmm. that Israel owns, but allows them to have their own. Uh, structure of of uh, what do you call it? Their own uh, policies. Policies is that is that true? Gaza is kind of like a country that's not a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're their own. They take care of themselves. Israel does provide things for them, so that, like that water, water, which they're not getting now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but I mean, they're pretty autonomous. And the, but that uh, they are like basically open gates. Open like to a lot of those people work in Israel and they they come into Israel and then go mm-hmm. back on a daily basis, kind of like checking in and out of you know from border to border. Mm-hmm. They so, do that. Yeah, uh, uh, that's what I heard. Um, so, uh, anyways, go ahead. Um, so, like, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, my stepdad was raised in a Catholic family. Okay. Uh, so, and they they grew up in Amman. Uh, he was a fighter pilot. Uh, I got to see some pictures of him doing night flight simulators and like King Hussein's right there watching. Uh, super cool. Um, uh, like their their family, they've been well off. And a few years back, they had Queen Rania have come visit them for a Christmas oh, wow. holiday, Christmas party. Uh, so is he still with your mom? No. Okay. No, uh no he's not. He's he's I on think, his own, but I'm very I'm close to him. I love the guy very much. That's awesome. Um he raised me like I was his. Um but his the typical stance in Jordan, like typically the first knee jerk reaction is not to like Israel. Uh but Jordan among Jordanians, first off Jordan uh like 70% of Jordanians are Palestinians. Uh they had all uh flocked there after a war which I don't think we have the time to cover. Uh, they had to leave Israel. 
Um, so the Jordanians are a minority in their own country. Uh, my stepdad's family, they're genuine Jordanians. They've been there for a long time. Their family uh, descends from Bedouins from that area. Um, but there was a time when uh, the PLO tried to overthrow King Hussein and uh, set up a country, take over Jordan and turn it into a Palestinian country. And uh, Israel helped them. Israel sent in planes and, and uh, helped out Jordan. So the kingdom of Jordan wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Israel. So uh, so there's a lot of mixed results there. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Israeli government uh, leaders who regret that because yeah. they realize in hindsight that if they had just let the PLO conquer Jordan, the Palestinians would have their country and then we could just send them and be separate and not have to deal with stuff. Personally, I'm, I'm thankful. That's interesting. Uh, That's an interesting thought, though. Yeah, but personally, I'm thankful that that they did help Jordan. Uh, I I like that country, and uh, I don't have enough time, but I can show you in Daniel. Uh, Jordan plays a unique role in end time prophecy. It's one of the few countries that doesn't bow to this the six 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 and all that stuff. Uh, so that's cool. Um, also, the king King Abdullah, he's a he's a Trekkie. Like he started a. <laughs> theme park over there so i mean i gotta i gotta back the trekkie guy right um how come that doesn't surprise me with you <laughs> so uh but if you if you typically ask arabic people and lebanon you'll get mixed answers most of the time they don't like israel even the ones who have who don't agree with um with hezbollah that they, they hate hezbollah but they also don't like israel either um egyptians you'll get mixed reviews but most of the time it's the same answer um, so, if it's a, if it's an Arabic country from if 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 the people are from Arabic country that have good relations with Israel, you'll get semi mixed answers. But most of the time, it still leans negatively. Uh, but if it's uh, any other Arabic country, they just hate Israel straight up. Now, how much um, does the the Muslim faith uh, kind of round out those those feelings and those answers? It's one of the biggest, uh, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest motivators for the negative view. Um, Arabs, like Arab Christians, are usually minorities in their own country. Um, so they they tend to not always have the same stance. But if they're Muslim, you can pretty much guess. You can pretty much bet they hate Israel. Yeah. Their, their, their religion tells them, like there's a, there's a Quran verse, I forgot which one, it, uh, I can't quote them, like Bible... Uh, but it says don't make friends with with the Jews and Christians because they're friends with each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they're, they're, in the Quran, I can't forget verses too, but it, it just basically talks about like if if you change your faith from Muslims to anything else, that you must die, or if you're not part of the the Muslim faith, that you must die, right? And so I was, I was just through this. There were some debates between. Some apologists and uh, on both sides of Christianity and um, the Muslim faith, and of course, the Muslim always wants to point back to the Old Testament where we say some of the same things. You mm-hmm. know, don't hang out with those people, or you're going to die. Which they don't have a New Testament, and I think that's the biggest, as far as you know, killing people or whatever, or hope or whatever. They don't have the New Testament to say, okay, prophecy was fulfilled now. You know, Jesus gives you hope uh, 
so they can't say that. But they always want to point back to the Old Testament. Well, your God yeah. said this too. You know, your God is a, a God that, that kills people too. It's and, true. Yeah, it is true. And then if if you don't understand the Bible, then you're going to go. So so now what? Like we're just like yeah. killing Muslims? No, you know, there's we we fortunately have the New Testament. Get the new yeah. law. The, yeah. yeah. So the new covenant. The new covenant. Where are we at, man? We're an hour and forty minutes in. I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Do you have any last words or words that you want to leave with the people? Um. Don't get caught up too much in the politics of Israel. The the Bible says as Christians that we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we do that, but don't don't get swept up in the government there. They're they're as secular as can be. Uh, they're just another government. Yeah. Um, they're our allies, but at the same time, like as government allies, they also spy on us. Um, we have killed them. They have killed us. I don't know if you're familiar with the ship during before the Six Day War. They blew one of our ships mm-hmm. up. It's not black and white. Um, they're they're not a holy people. They're just a people called by God that aren't answering the call. And uh, we're to pray for them and reach out to them with the gospel like everyone else. Let's just keep praying for our country because if, if we're not being prayerful, this stuff could happen to us too. Yeah. Um, and we'll just keep on spreading the gospel and serving the Lord. Well, very good. And the next time that we have something like this, we're going to definitely bring you back in. I enjoyed, enjoyed the, the conversation. Sure. Uh, appreciate you guys. I think it's on time and a lot of things that we're dealing with right now. And uh, we appreciate your, your study and your knowledge that you can bring in today. Thank you. All right. And we love you. This is The Refuge Project.